Good morning, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing, amazing how God is working and amazing how the Holy Spirit is working uh, in this church, actually. He's, uh, he's doing a lot of things in each one of your lives, and it's, um, it's awesome for me to see to see it unfold and he 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 speaks to us <clears throat> individually but as a whole i feel like he's taking us in like a certain direction and uh and so just this morning with what my mom and my dad shared was kind of like a a good uh stepping stone to what i was going to talk about this morning actually and uh and so this morning, I I I want to talk about um, developing a, a prayer lifestyle, and uh, that's that's what I feel like um, the Holy Spirit wants me to to share with you this morning. Um, I I kind of struggled with with um, with figuring out um, what what he, where he was going, but. Um, but when I was seeking him, he, it just it kept on coming back that that he wanted to to hit this thing about prayer with you guys and and uh, for me to share a bit about what I learned, uh, what I've gone through um, and experienced. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how it is for you, but um, when when I have uh, my quiet time. In the morning or or at night, however however it works out, I um, I find that sometimes my my thoughts are are all over the place and and it and it's hard for me to to focus and there are these um, um, these these little things that come come into your mind and and you're like what, what? like I I'm trying to focus my attention on Jesus but but all these um, these other thoughts, like, like you start worrying about maybe your finances, or or worry about, like for instance, what you guys are going to think about me while I'm preaching, and you know little, you know little little things that the Bible calls them foxes, and they they try and they try and get into your um, your thought process and and disrupt what um, this the the spirit's flow in what he's trying to talk to you about. Um, yeah, so all of these these thoughts were flooding my mind, and uh, what I realized um, was that it was actually taking my attention um, off of Jesus, and um, it was uh, it was creating a a thought pattern that uh, that took my attention off the Lord. And it shifted my attention to myself. Um, instead of trusting that the Lord had, um, like every detail of my life worked out, and that I don't have to worry about about that. Um, and like when I'm in my personal prayer time, and and I find myself like drifting to these uh, negative thoughts, I I I stop and I. I address that right away, 
and I, um, I'm like, yeah, these thoughts aren't, aren't from you, Lord, and, and just, right, I stop, and I, I realign my, my thoughts towards his presence and where he wants to go um, in, in my prayer time. Uh, the more I spend time in his presence, the easier it is to regain my focus and attention back to him. Um, it takes a lot of practice, though, like anything that requires perseverance. But it's in the process of that where you actually learn to grow the most. Uh, for me, getting up in the morning was a huge challenge, but uh, the reward of spending time with the Lord was worth being uh, tired at the end of the day. It becomes a daily choice that you make, and in that choice of saying, yes, I will get out of bed and spend time with you, your no, I want to stay in my warm bed, becomes less and less. Of course, though, your prayer time can also be at night. Like, it doesn't have to be in the morning, but the... uh, the point, uh, the point is getting that personal time with the Lord so that you can grow and uh, and uh, become more like more like Jesus. Um, so I got a. Um, a gym membership a couple years ago when I was uh, when I had a uh, a knee surgery and uh, I had torn my um, ACL and I like I damaged my meniscus in my in my left knee and uh, I did that when I was playing soccer and and it continually got worse and worse and uh, so I I had a, had the chance to. Um, get surgery for it and and uh yeah everything everything went well and and um i bounced back like really fast and and it uh it was successful surgery and uh so i i got the gym membership to get back into the shape where i was before and um and 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 from that it it uh it was it was good for me to get to have this goal of getting my knee back to where I could run and play soccer again because that's my passion and um, and to be to be healthy again and so um, yeah I was on like a pretty good pretty good streak of of going to the gym and and being pretty consistent about that but uh, but life got in the way as it, as it does and I kind of stopped going as as much as I, as much as I uh, w- wanted to, it was hard to get get there. But um, so I was thinking a while back I should go to the gym again and start start to go run on the treadmill and and uh, and it makes me feel good when I run. Like I, it just it gets me gets me going. Um, so after the the kids were were in bed, I say, Hey, Miss, I'm gonna. I'm going to head out and go to the gym. Um, I'll, I'll be back back in a while. So I get to the gym, and I start running on the treadmill after, 
after quite a while of not, not running or doing very much. And uh, I lasted about, uh, <laughs> I lasted about seven minutes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I like got off the treadmill and I, I got some water and I was like, oh, I'm really regretting eating that big thing of pasta. Like, why did I have seconds? And uh, so it was, uh, it was a bad, bad decision. And, uh, and then so I, was, I, was still, I was, wasn't into running, so I decided to go and, uh, and you know, lift some weights and work on my, my upper body and, and do some of that. So I headed over to the weight room. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, work on, work on my, my upper part and, and, and work on my legs and, and do a bunch of weights. And instead, I, I'll, I'll skip the cardio for today. And, um, so I did that and, and I think I overdid it because the next morning I couldn't move. Like I, like was up and my neck was strained. And my, like, shoulders were, like, just so stiff. And I was like, how am I going to work today? <laughs> so I had a crazy thought. Like, um, what if I go to the gym consistently and do a little bit at a time and work towards my goal? And I was, I was, um, I was realizing that, uh, that that's exactly like... What we do sometimes when when we come to the Lord and when we're developing our, our 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 lifestyle of prayer is that we we come and we're like oh man I'm on I'm on fire yeah it's it's good like I'm gonna read my Bible and you have a, a goal and something in mind you want to get it done and um and and you're praying and you're worshiping and then the next day you you're like oh just the bed is so comfortable and warm. I don't really want to get out of bed. It's it's something that happens a lot. <laughs> um, so it's um, the same goes for. Let's see. I'm sorry. I lost myself. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, not interrupted. Yeah, okay, so same goes for praying, reading our Bible. It's going to be uncomfortable, and it will be hard at first, but there is nothing like developing a routine of meeting with Jesus because he will give you everything you need and more for your day. When we pray boldly and courageously, we take enemy territory with prayers that break chains and tear down strongholds. We begin to take hold of the atmosphere and shift it, and a ripple effect takes place. Where we have influence over ourselves, like in our personal prayer life, then we have influence in our families extended families, which then can have an effect on our town and eventually our cities, but it starts with us. Our personal, our personal prayer life 
is such an important area of our Christian walk. Practice being in his presence. This is where the Holy Spirit will begin to show you what he's up to and align yourself with what he's doing. I try to get up a couple hours before, um, before I go to work and spend time in his presence, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and speak to me. Most of the time, um, I pray for a few minutes, um, but I love, I love putting on worship music and, and sitting before the Lord. And my worship in, is the expression of my heart towards him. Uh, it's about developing a relationship with Jesus where we walk together, not just on Sunday morning, but through the week. Living a lifestyle that is centered around getting to know Jesus deeper and knowing when life gets hard, I don't run the other way. I face it with Jesus by my side. He loves our worship and our adoration towards him because he's worthy of it. I know he will hear me if I come to him with a prayer list, but when I lay at his feet and worship him, I'm coming to him not with what I want him to do for me, but all I want to do is spend time with him, and he honors that. He's a relational God who desires a relationship with you. He gave up his life for you to enter into a relationship with him. I was having a conversation with my wife uh, the other day about what she was learning about our kids. And, uh, of course, right away, I go to the spiritual side of it. Um, but I think it's such an important lesson for all of us to re- be reminded of. She was saying that her need to get things done around the house was nothing in comparison to when the girls were having a hard time and just needed mom. So my wife was choosing to lay aside her plan for the day and now chooses to show honor to our children by making a decision to put her task to the side and invite our children up on her lap to talk with them about their day or if something was bothering them. See, that's what Jesus is like. He's never too busy with the weight of things going on in the world to invite you to jump up and sit on his lap and tell him the, the and for you to tell him the desires of your heart or just rest upon his chest. When relationship is valued above getting stuff done, we end up with healthy kids and healthy family. Families, but that is an entire <clears throat> teaching on its own. Um, I challenge you in your personal prayer time to invite the Holy Spirit in to help you develop a relationship with him so that you can experience the love of Jesus in your life and experience his power through you. Let's turn to Matthew 6. I wanted to look at um, the Lord's Prayer to see 
as an example of how Jesus wants us to direct our prayers. Matthew 6, 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He loves that. He loves that that time that we that we we give. He loves it when we give up our time to spend time with him because he 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 values that that so much. Um, and uh, and and that that secret place is like a, an intimate intimate time that you have with the Lord and and where you are um, where you can pour out your soul your soul to him. Um, it goes on in in uh, Matthew six nine Matthew six verse nine. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So first of all, He's establishing a connection with us through relationship by us calling Him His Father. He invites us to an intimate connection like that can be found like like the, like can. He invites us into an intimate connection like only a father can give. Next, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed there means greatly revered and honored. We give him respect and the honor that he's due. Next, in verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to pray his kingdom come here on earth as he establishes his rule and reign in this earth. So it mirrors heaven. He invites you to pray for people to be healed, restored, and set free through the love of Jesus. And that is the kingdom of God coming to earth. In 11, he says... Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The way I read it here is, give us this day our daily Jesus, the bread of life, because we don't, because if we don't have Jesus as our daily bread, as our daily nourishment, we will have a hard time asking for forgiveness and forgiving others, because it's only through Jesus that we have the power to forgive. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Again, Jesus was teaching his disciples to bring heaven to earth, to overcome evil through the grace of God. The main point, Jesus was trying to make to his disciples of Matthew 6 was the kind of prayer that influences God does not involve coming up with the right words the proper formula or perfect technique but living a naturally supernatural life releases God's kingdom and bringing heaven to earth this is the result of a powerful intimate relationship with God The Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere 
when we invite his presence into the room. For instance, when we pray before the beginning of the service, we pray for you guys, we pray for our worship and the needs that we may have. We also, uh, now this is very important, we ask the Holy Spirit to come and rest on this place with his presence because without the Holy Spirit, it's just a gathering. Because the Holy Spirit is where the power comes from, which was my, which 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 was what uh, Mike Huntsberg was talking about a couple weeks ago. The Holy Spirit changes the atmosphere when we invite His presence in the room. Acts two two. If you want to go there. I'll go there too, just make sure I got this right. <clears throat> and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It wasn't an actual wind, but it was a sound of of a mighty unseen wind, the power of the Holy Spirit. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each one of them. When the Holy Spirit fell, as they were praying in one accord, the atmosphere changed. And like a mighty rushing wind, the Spirit broke in and shifted the atmosphere and of the prayer meeting. Um, last year, when we were going through that whole, whole ordeal with uh, Maya in the hospital, she was there for five days. And when Maya and my wife were at the hospital, um, we made a choice to to um, to uh, put on worship music. Um, while while we were uh, in in the hospital room with with Maya and uh, and and through that I believe that um, whatever atmosphere was in that hospital room um, was shifted to now now that now that we, we played that that worship music almost twenty four seven and that that room was turn from a place of just a regular hospital room where there's no hope and and the sick come to a room where there was life and there was vibrancy because the spirit of God was there. Um, oftentimes when when the uh, when the nurses or doctors came in they uh, they looked at Maya and they they honestly couldn't see anything wrong with her and uh, and yeah, through through our prayer and our agreement with heaven, we 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 know that that by shifting that atmosphere, we we believe that that the Lord was was doing a work, and uh, 
and healing Maya uh, in that, that time. We, um, it was a scary situation though. Like, uh, it seemed like we didn't know what was going on most of the time, but through it all, we just put our faith and our trust, our trust in Him. We have the power within us by the power of the Holy Spirit to shift the atmosphere of the situation that you're in. Through us worshiping, honoring God, and recognizing that God is good all the time. No matter what storm you're walking through, the key to breakthrough is in our thanksgiving to the Lord. I want to move on to a a different aspect of prayer, and that is a a warring. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I have another translation here that says, The weapons of our warfare are not according to the flesh, but of the power of God. And by it we subdue rebellious fortresses. A fortress is a, a military stronghold, like a, like a strong, strong, strongly fortified town or city. So we do not fight against, so we do not fight and war against the flesh, but by the power of God we overcome and bring under control rebellious thoughts that if we let get away, build and build until it creates a fortified town or city. And that thought process is hard to break down once it's built up. We are essentially warring against thought patterns that are contradictory to what Jesus tells us. One night when uh, Maya was was uh, sick again, like um, it was a different circumstance, but uh, they they sent us over to Victoria General again, and they they looked at her and and um, and uh, whatever was going on that day ended up <clears throat> clearing up and. Uh, uh, I believe, like by the time that we got there, it was it was fine. But um, they sent us home just before Christmas on the twenty third of December, and uh, and well, I think it was just maybe like a, a lot of there was a lot of um, I couldn't sleep that that night. I remember my my was my was sleeping in her bed and and. Um, and she was she was okay, but uh, she was still had a little little bit of signs of of what she was struggle, struggling with there. So I was I honestly I was just worried. I was worried for her, and uh, just kind of struggling struggling with that. So I, I was la- laid awake, and I just was worried and scared in my thoughts, and uh, my thought process was becoming more and more negative. Um, and I was feeling so defeated and just so tired. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and, and uh, right in that moment, just uh, just as it was, it was starting to spiral down. Um, 
He said, get up and go in war for your daughter. So right at that moment, I jumped to my feet. I think it was around 11.30 uh, p.m. And, uh, and I marched over to just outside her bedroom. And uh, I started pacing back and forth. And I was just praying and uh, seeking the Lord. And, and it took my attention off of what I was thinking and my worries to, man, God, you're good. He's like, I was like, you have this under control and I don't have to worry about, about Maya or worry about the situation in my life because um, he, he's, he's on the throne. He's good. And he reminds us of that in, in his word. Um, that's right. That's right. Right at that, uh, yeah. So I was praying like, Jesus, you're, you're the king, and the enemy has been defeated. He has no power, but what I give him through my thoughts or my agreements. I began to war against the lies I believe that started a fortress of thoughts in my life or in, in, that, in that time. After about 10 or 15 minutes of praying boldly in the spirit, Outside our bedroom, I began to pray in tongues um, because I knew my spirit had had something to war against, even though I, I couldn't quite grasp that with the words, like I had no words to, uh, to express. And, um, and so after about 45 minutes or so, I just felt this incredible peace all of a sudden come over me and my family. And uh, uh, it was like I needed to, uh, as a leader and, and um, leader, leader of your home, um, say, no, we won't put up with that. And we will we will, we'll fight in, in prayer. Sometimes there's a time to fight in prayer. Sometimes there's a time to sit at his feet. Sometimes... He wants us to fight in the spirit on behalf of ourselves, our family, or situation. It may be that we need to pray corporately with our church family to see a situation through. It really comes down to laying your head on Jesus' chest and hearing the heartbeat of heaven for your direction. In closing, I'd like to pray for you that you begin to experience the personal, intimate Jesus of the Bible that you would find the time to develop a relationship with the Lord so that you could commune with him daily. Also, that we would recognize the difference between growing in relationship and when it's time to war in the Spirit. I want you to know that you can ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you as you go um, through your week. My vision for you guys as a church is to be whole and unified and to know that you have the power within you through the Holy Spirit to be a fireball of effectiveness in the different parts of the community that he's placed us in. The Lord loves this island and he invites you to walk in his footsteps as he leads you and guides you in this supernatural lifestyle let's let's pray father thank you 
<clears throat> Holy Spirit, thank you for your, your guidance, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're, you're here with us, Father, that you orchestrate this service, Lord, and that you, you be glorified, Jesus. We pray for this week coming up, God, that we could recognize where you're moving, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you begin to soften our hearts, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would, that you would come and set us on fire for you, Lord. We ask that you would uh, meet us when we meet you, Lord, when we come before you in the morning or at night or whenever we, uh, whenever we seek you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come and meet us, Lord. We thank you for this time that we have together, Lord. We ask that we, we develop a prayer lifestyle so that together as a church we can be effective. I just ask, Lord, that you, um, you would be with everybody, Lord, and, uh, and go with everybody today as we uh, part our separate ways, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and the work that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.